It's the burning question we all want to ask. Who was the hottest U.S. president? I know, I know, it could be taboo. It might seem that way. But listen, I'm going to answer this question, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Not only who the hottest was, who was the best dressed, who had the best policies, and overall, who was the best leader? We're going to find that out in this episode of History Inc., right after a word from our sponsors. All right, hello, everybody. I'm your host, Joe. This is History Inc., and you already know we're going to be talking about this episode. Um, actually, it's going to be a little more in-depth than who was the hottest president. I just, that's a, We're going to be talking about that, but it's a pretty good opener, I think. I mean, did that not catch you? If it didn't catch you and hook you in to listen to more, that's okay, I guess. I mean, I don't know any other way around that, but... <laughs> So we're going to be talking about some of the best presidents as ranked by uh, four lists I've compiled. The four lists I have are hotness, style, as in like the clothes and what they look like, uh, the best uh, rank or like the best ranked, and best for the economy. And I did the top ten of each of those lists. Now, as I'm going to talk about later in the episode, once I get done with the ranking system here, I'm not totally agreeing with some of these lists. Um, other than hotness and style, I can see both of those. But like best ranked and best for the economy, we'll talk about that later. And I found some other sources. So according to the internet, oh, by the way, um, I'll give you some background on this episode. I came across the question about a year ago in my, one of my history classes. I asked my uh, professor, because uh, we occasionally talk about uh, historical, just kind of debates and interesting things and whatnot. And I asked him out of curiosity who he thought the hottest president was. And strangely enough, he said... James Buchanan, um, or a young James K. Polk. Uh, he settled with James Buchanan because he said he's quote unquote the bachelor president, so he had to be hot, right? Um, <laughs> I guess that explains why he never got married. <laughs> uh, I said Franklin Pierce, and as you'll see, this is an un this is not just bias that he ends up being actually number one on the hottest list. But, um, as you'll hear right now, this kind of, that conversation tumbled into me discovering a website, a nice little website called hottestheadsofstate.com, and that is amazing. Um, it's not the kind of history, uh, I would like people to be into. I mean, I'm fine if you're into that, uh, <laughs> But if you're going to learn something about the presidents, um, apart from hotness, why not go a little deeper? I don't know. But also on their websites, yeah, you are on their website here on the Hottest Heads of State. You can buy their book, Hottest Heads of State, Volume 1, The American Presidents. So I'm assuming there are other nations <laughs> on the way. Uh, they, not only do they sell books, I think they sell masks. And they even sell, it says, oh yeah, we also make candles. One's Rutherford B. Hayes scented. One is also Joe Biden scented. So that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. 
So yeah, that's um, kind of the inspiration for this episode. And I, I wanted to make a list and talk about a list of the hottest presents, but I figured I, I'd get a little more in depth with it. Not just hottest, but I want to see who's the best dressed president, the best presidents overall, and the best presidents for the economy. I didn't want this to be just a looks thing. I wanted it to be legit, which kind of ended up being contradict not contradictory but it, it ended up being a little strange in some cases but yeah so that's the background for this episode i think you guys might find that a little interesting because i just randomly talked to my history professor about who the hottest president is i don't know all right so let's get into like the point scales i assign for the for the uh columns so like i said i have the four uh lists hottest best dressed, best ranked, and best for the economy. And essentially what it is, I just took the top 10 from each list. Uh, as I said, I don't agree with some of these choosings. Uh, hopefully you, you'll see what I mean when I read some of the last two. So uh, what I did is I assigned to each place. If you got number 10, that's worth one point. If you've got number one, that's worth 10 points. So 10 being least out of the top 10. Number one being most. So for hottest presidents, at number 10, Thomas Jefferson, 9, FDR, 8, George W. Bush, surprisingly, 7, James Garfield, 6, Barack Obama, 5, Ulysses S. Grant, 4, Teddy Roosevelt, 3, JFK, 2, James K. Polk, and number 1, Franklin Pierce. So those are the top 10 hottest U.S. presidents, according to hottestheadsofstate.com. <laughs> so for style, we'll go through the first 10, or from the top 10 here. Number 10, my, fr my favorite, James Madison. Number 9, Andrew Jackson. Number 8, Theodore Roosevelt again. Number 7, Grover Cleveland. Number 6, Thomas Jefferson. 5, Abe Lincoln. 4, Warren G. Harding, 3, JFK, 2, FDR, and number 1, a surprising choice, Chester A. Arthur. You don't get to see Chester A. Arthur on too many top 10s lists, especially number 1 on top 10s lists when it comes to presidents, so at least he was the best dressed, according to that website. Actually, what website is that? Racked.com. The, all, all the presidents ranked worst to best in style. And I think Calvin Coolidge is like at the top, which is weird. I think Calvin Coolidge dressed pretty decently. They have Benjamin Harrison at 43, Calvin Coolidge at 42. That's baloney. Anyways, let's get back to the actual list. Uh, okay, now we're moving to best ranked. Uh, best presidents by rank, I guess. Top 10 best presidents. You see what I mean when it comes to the things I'm not really agreeing with? I don't know, you might not pick up on it if you're not too into the president's stuff, but if you are and you notice, I would like to hear your opinion on that. <laughs> Alright, so at number 10, LBJ. Number 9, Ronald Reagan. 8, Barack Obama. 7, uh, I, Dwight D. Eisenhower, excuse me. Uh, 6, Truman. 5, Jefferson. 4, Teddy Roosevelt. 3, FDR. Two George Washington and number one Abraham Lincoln. So, if you think that list is a little botched, not a little botched, but a little just 
different than what you would expect, then we're kind of in the same boat. And finally, best for the economy. At number 10, we have Jimmy Carter. Uh, Number 9, George W. Bush. Number 8, Gerald Ford. Uh, Number 7, Dwight D. Eisenhower. Number 6, George H.W. Bush. Uh, Number 5, Lyndon B. Johnson. Sorry, LBJ, rather. 4, Kennedy. uh, JFK. 3, Bill Clinton. 2, Obama. And number one, Ronald Reagan. So uh, in those last two ranks, uh, best president and best for the economy, if you think that's a little different than what you would expect, um, then like I said, we're in the same boat. We're kind of <laughs> floating in the, down the same river there. So um, I have some of the top contenders here. Uh, they're all kind of mixed about. So the people with the best scores... We have Ronald Reagan with 12, Abraham Lincoln with 16, Teddy Roosevelt with 17, Obama with 17, and FDR with 19, and JFK has 23. JFK, I don't know how he got 23, because I did this in the past with my history teacher, like I said, and we came out, we did almost the same exact thing, and we came out with FDR on top. We did it different, the point scale differently, because eventually we did... Uh, by height and by success as tiebreakers with JFK and FDR. And FDR came out on top by like maybe two or three points. So maybe I'm not giving JFK as much credit as he deserves. (laughs) So the top, what, five would be JFK with 23, FDR with 19, Obama with 17, Teddy Roosevelt with 17, and then Lincoln with 16. So that's a little interesting. Um, some of the other contenders, I guess you would call them, would be, like I said, Ronald Reagan is sitting at a cool 12 points. Franklin Pierce at a cool 10. As well as Chester A. Arthur with a nice 10 there. Only because those two, Pierce was hottest and Arthur was best dressed. So they both beat LBJ, who I think appeared on the list three times, twice maybe. Yeah, LBJ was on the list twice. Those guys were only on there once individually. So that's it. Garfield, poor Garfield. I like James Garfield a lot. Been to his house. He's a really interesting guy. Got assassinated. He would have been a really good president if he hadn't been assassinated, like, what, 90 days into his term? Uh, He was a pretty... Uh, good-looking candidate candidate to become the president as far as his background. So it's sad to see him sitting only at four because uh, you couldn't really see him succeed too much. But yeah, I think that's a pretty good list. I think uh, so we settled on the best of the best presidents is JFK with FDR in a almost distant second place. 23 and 19, man. That's some crazy stuff right there. But, yeah, I want to start talking about the uh, best ranked and the best for economy list. As I said, there's something a little off about it. I've seen better lists 
it's just in my research I couldn't find the original one that I used my professor that I used with my professor excuse me because that one was had like research done into it and it did polls for, it took polls from the time and polls from from today and it ranged from like economics to foreign policy to it didn't do anything like best dressed or hottest of course because it was like an actual historical like research paper almost and it put lbj i think at number three so the top three are a little interesting to me it's it's kind of flip-flop from what i expected with number three being fdr two being george washington which kind of surprised me and number one being lincoln uh i would say fdr it's probably a good contender for number one out of those three. Lincoln being a close second. Washington, I don't know how he ended up in the top three. Um, one of the websites I'm looking at here says that... Actually, on I, I have two best-ranked websites, but I felt the one that I'm using now had more research put into it because I found this weird HTML website called presidentialpower.org. So if, you to, if you want to check this one out, it's a little weird. www.presidentialpower.org slash bestpresidents.htm It's kind of an interesting list. They have George Washington at number one, Abe Lincoln at two, FDR at three, Jefferson at four, Truman at five, JFK at six, Teddy Roosevelt at seven, Woodrow Wilson at eight, Dwight Eisenhower at nine, and Ronald Reagan at ten. I would not rank them that way um, their case for having George Washington at number one is the father of his country it says George Washington was a free US president who served in office uh, he was ambitious, reserved, dignified direct and rarely displayed a sense of humor his actions earned him our vote as the best and greatest president of the United States of America his reputation was earned as general of the Continental Army and his brilliant strategies that brought victory and liberty from Great Britain he accepted the task of building a new nation and worked diligently on the difficult tasks that were required to build a new government and nation. Yeah, I think this was not researched well enough. In my opinion, if you think George Washington's the best president, I mean, that's all you. I would like to see a good researched development or paper that argues that he why he should be number one. But it says that he had brilliant strategies that brought victory and liberty from Great Britain. When I think the statistic is like out of the five like major battles that Washington commanded at, he only won one battle. If I'm not mistaken, and that was Princeton, Battle of Princeton, I believe. That could be completely wrong, but. I do know for a fact that George Washington uh, was not a great strategist and that he had a lot of help from the French uh, generals like Marquis de Lafayette and Rochambeau in the latter half of the war. So that kind of is a misconception, I would say, about Washington. Uh, if you believe otherwise, let me know. I'd like to hear your end of it. Um, 
says he accepted the task of building a new nation and worked diligently on the difficult tasks that were required to build a new government and nation. This is kind of true. I, I, I can see why George Washington is always seen as like a really good president because he set the precedent for other presidents to be dignified and be honorary. And if he took the, like they said, he took the task of building a new nation. I, for that, I can't really see. I mean, he did sort of, but it feels like a lot of the nation building went to people like Adams. That's an heavy one, at least. <laughs> Hamilton, Jefferson, his cabinet did most of the heavy lifting there, I would have to say. And really building things up from the ground up where Washington served as a figurehead. I mean, that's just me. So for Abraham Lincoln, they have number second. As number two, they say he's the great emancipator. Um, <laughs> here we go. Let's read this one. Abraham Lincoln was the 16th U.S. president who served in office from 1861 to 1865. And for part of the year in 1865, ooh, excuse my chair, a man of great integrity who was given the nickname of Honest Abe. He was not a very happy man and suffered from depression. Oof, that's rough to read in the middle of that paragraph. It was not his personality that, that achieved his standing as best president, but his action of bring emancipation to the nation and ending slavery. Yes, you can tell this is a, a poorly researched and written website. <laughs> Uh, he led the country during the terrible period in U.S. history, the American Civil War, 1861-1865. President Lincoln was assassinated April 15th, okay, by John Wilkes Booth five days after the Confederate Army surrendered. Okay, so... Eh, yeah, I can, like I said, I can see... Lincoln's a good contender for, for second or third place, I think. Um... One interesting misconception about Abraham Lincoln is that he he wasn't, I don't know if the right word is racist, because that has a really negative connotation to it. I wouldn't, I mean, he could have been, but the, but I know he believed that blacks and whites were completely different and that they weren't of the same breed or race. Uh, as he said, that his main goal is not to bring equality to the white and blacks, but just to free the blacks, because in the end, the whites are completely different than the blacks. Something to that effect, at least. Their number three is FDR. I would like to see FDR at at least second place on this list. Um, I, I don't really see too much wrong with this. Let me read it. Okay, Franklin Roosevelt, for all his terms, four freaking terms, reached out to the American people with his reassuring fireside chats following the Great Depression, gaining support for his New Deal legislation and his vision for the future. He then led the U.S. to victory in World War II. President Franklin Roosevelt died in April 12th. Okay. Uh, this one's kind of brief for a president who served for four terms. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the New Deal, I think, would definitely put FDR... And number one for me. Not to say that there weren't flaws with the New Deal. Uh, especially with race and, like, sexuality. And, of course, I mean, he locked up the Japanese in internment camps. But I guess it's not too different from uh, what Woodrow Wilson did. 
I guess it is really different now, even when you think about it. Because Woodrow Wilson made like Germans uh, or Germanic people uh, in the United States fill out those sheets saying that they were Germans and they were had to like swear uh, loyalty to the United States during World War One. Well, that's completely different from <laughs> locking up, you know, Japanese citizens who have nothing to do with, you know, the Empire of Japan and Pearl Harbor and whatnot. But and number four, they have Thomas Jefferson. Reason being, he was the father of the Declaration of Independence. Thomas Jefferson was the third U.S. president who served in office. As one of the main authors of the Declaration of Independence, and as such, his work formed the basic principles and constitution of the U.S. That's interesting for them to say that. <laughs> he was undoubtedly held the highest intellect of all the best U.S. presidents and had an insatiable curiosity and thirst for knowledge. He was a sensitive man, highly meticulous in his work, and had an agreeable and open personality. Okay, I guess. But if we're going on the basis of he wrote the Declaration of Independence, so that makes him a good president. He that, he wrote that, you know, long before his presidency. So if we're going on the terms of documents written before presidency, instead of Thomas Jefferson in fourth place, throw James Madison in there. And that's not just because I'm a Madison fan, because the Constitution is by far extreme, more important than the Declaration of Independence. In terms of America, American politics at least, I mean, if you had to pick or choose, you know, you either leave the Declaration of Independence or bring the con or take the Constitution, or leave the Constitution, take the Declaration of Independence. I would take the Constitution as far as importance because that's setting up the frameworks for our country. Declaration of Independence, it's extremely important because it gave us our independence, as it's, I mean, that's what it's called. But I think the Constitution, if we're basing presidents off of the things they've written in the past, this, this, that was hard to follow, so if you're still here, thanks. If we're basing presidents off of documents they've written in the past, I would say James Madison would be a better contender than Thomas Jefferson. Well, don't forget, they, they should have mentioned that Thomas Jefferson wrote the uh, like Freedom of Religion document for Virginia. So, which is on his tombstone. This is like drafter of like the Virginia's religious freedom. Not president, but father of the Declaration of Independence, founder of like the University of Virginia, and drafter of like like what I said, you know. That makes sense. <laughs> All right, number five. They have Harry Harry Truman. Give him hell, Harry, it says right next to it. Harry Truman was a 33rd U.S. president who served in office, and he had a bold and confident personality, but never demonstrated arrogance in his achievements. Quite the reverse. He was incorruptible, honest, direct, and at times had a fiery temper. His philosophy was, if you can't stand the heat, stay out of the kitchen. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> he demonstrated the ability to be, de de excuse me, decisive. Holy crap! And made the decision to drop the atomic bomb on Japan, which led to the end of World War II. Harry S. Truman had a plaque that said, "The buck stops here." I can't really argue with that. I wouldn't place Harry Truman in the top ten, but 
I mean, I can't really argue too much with that. I'm not a huge Harry Truman buff. I know he did have a plaque on his desk that said the buck stops here. That's cool. But I don't really have a gripe with that one. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I guess so. Never mind. Number six, they have JFK, the King of Camelot. JFK was the 35th U.S. president who served in office. His outgoing personality oozed charm, wit, sensitivity, and grace. These characteristics, together with his youthful, youthful good looks, were responsible for his immense popularity as president. He had great vision and ambition for the country. His pres- presidency was referred to as the American Camelot, as a reference. Okay, the ideals of King Arthur and Knights of the Round Table. Okay, cool. He led the <laughs> he led the country and the world through the events of the Cuban Missile Crisis, averting World War Three. Uh, yeah, I would say that Kennedy's one of Kennedy's greatest achievements as a president was keeping the entire world out of nuclear war. Uh, there's plenty of Cold War Gone Hot alternate histories. I recommend reading a couple of them if you're interested in one alternate history, two JFK, and three the Cuban Missile Crisis, because there's some good ones out there. Yeah, uh, I think JFK would be a good number five for this list if we're going with this and replace Harry Truman. Take him off the, the list, actually. Terry, yeah, Harry Truman can be off that list. But I think JFK is a good number five. Um, I knew people always tell me like JFK didn't care about black people, but I, I'm I'm sure he did because he did. He he mentioned he was big on the civil rights movement, but when you're like I like it says when you're trying to avert World War Three and you know it's kind of hard to focus on civil rights, especially with only a three year term. I mean, can't blame the guy for having a short term. It's not like he chose to get assassinated. Number seven, they have Teddy Roosevelt, Rough Rider. I'll try to make this list quick because there's other stuff I want to hit on. Uh, the reason for choosing Teddy Roosevelt was uh, he was a master of public persuasion with a dynamic personality that was energetic and extrovert. Not written very well. He possessed great charm and was ambitious, decisive, and fearless. I think that's what they said for Harry Truman. (laughs) Uh, President Roosevelt is credited as a hero in winning the Battle of San Juan Hill in the Spanish-American War with the Rough Riders. A man respected as a real American hero who loved his country, established the national parks, and spoke out for the common man. Yeah, I would say that's a good place for Teddy Roosevelt actually on the list. While I feel like their reasoning could be better, I won't go too much into it. I don't agree with this next choice. Number eight, Woodrow Wilson. They call him the phrase maker. I don't know what that means. So he's a complex man. Led the U.S. in the World War One. Also drafted the peace plan at the end of it. But didn't join the League of Freaking Nations, which he made. What the hell, Woodrow Wilson? Oh, actually, go back to Teddy Roosevelt real quick. I'm going to say Teddy Roosevelt's the most badass president. You can't argue against that. And if you say anything, anybody else, <laughs> you need to sit down and read a book about Teddy Roosevelt because he's the most badass president. Number nine, they have Dwight Eisenhower. Call him General Ike, of course. I'm not going to argue with that. That's all right with me. Number ten, Ronald Reagan, the great communicator. Um, As far as the leader goes, I think Ronald Reagan did pretty good economically. Like I said, I was surprised to see he was number one in the economics, best for economics. 
mainly because he riding off the tails of like you know the gas crisis uh, under Carter and his uh, economic policies create stagflation uh, in the in the economy. So it's just it didn't seem from what I've researched that Ronald Reagan had a prosperous beginning to his presidency. I'm not too sure about the latter half. Um, but that's their top ten list, presidentialpower.org. Uh, flawed indeed. Do I agree with it? Not really. <laughs> uh, all right, so I think that, that might be it. So I, I actually, I'm going to, before I go, because I actually I wanted to talk about this. I'm seeing it in my show notes here. I'm going to give you my top ten right off the bat here, just right off, uh, right off the fly. Who I think should be in the top ten, no particular order because I don't want to take too much time into that. I would definitely say James Madison. Well. That because like I don't want to go back to putting him on the list just because of the Constitution. So let's think of actual presidency, presidential stuff. Um, I would have to throw Lincoln on there. Definitely Lincoln. Definitely FDR. And definitely Teddy Roosevelt. Woodrow Wilson, not really. I put I would put Eisenhower on that list, definitely JFK and LBJ. Oh, that's hard, man. This is a hard list. So that's what four. Ooh, maybe James Monroe. Monroe Doctrine is pretty influential. Did I say Lincoln? I think I, I didn't put they didn't put Lincoln on that list. Maybe I did. <laughs> I don't remember now. Um, Rutherford B. Hayes, I think he's not credited too much. But I think he's a good contender. I think he'd be definitely someone to look out for. William McKinley? Nah. I wouldn't say so. Calvin Coolidge? Silent Calvin? Silent Cal, really? Nah. He's, he's a cool dude, but he's really not pulling for me. I don't think I have a... I don't think I could do a top ten. This would take a lot of, like, looking into for me. That decision is way too hard. Well, at least you have my top five. People I think who could have been awesome presidents under different circumstances. John Adams. James Madison, 100%. Andrew Jackson, not so much. William William Harrison, if he had not died, I think that would have been an interesting term for him. Definitely. Uh, I would like to have seen Abraham Lincoln. Definitely be, I want to see what, if he had not been assassinated, what his second term would have looked like. James Garfield, 100%. I think he would have been a pretty good president had he not been assassinated, like I said earlier. Uh, 
Woodrow Wilson. No, I mean, you really can't do much with him. Well, FDR would be interesting to look at through his fourth term. See how he would handle the post-war boom. JFK, 100%. I didn't even think of JFK. People, I think, who could have made better presidents that weren't presidents. I think Bobby Kennedy is a good contender for that list. William Jennings Bryant, just because that would be hilarious to see him as president. Because what he ran, what, five times? With the uh, was he the gold standard guy? I think he was a gold standard. Uh, Aaron Burr. I would like to see what an Aaron Burr presidency would look like in a history book. That would be definitely interesting. But uh, yeah, I think that's it for today, guys. Uh, thanks for sticking around through my madness. If you made it this far, um. I'm planning on next week having a group session with a couple buddies of mine who are uh, just as into history as I am. Uh, so I don't know what the topic's going to be about that. I would really like to, to try and see what that's going to be like, see their opinion on certain things. So look forward to that within the next coming two weeks. We're definitely shooting for that time period. Um, but yeah, like I said, if you stuck stuck with me to the end here, my rambling madness you must be a trooper or you are crazy like me for history but that's all i have to sue uh that's all the wisdom i have to impart on you guys so thanks for listening and i hope you learned something new i'll talk to you guys in the next one